We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into episode 131 of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. Welcome into the big show here on a Tuesday afternoon. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I'll tell you more about Twisted Tea a little later, but all of our MPW digital programming is brought to you also by Twisted Tea. Neil, I'm rocking with the Valencia Orange today. Um, a lot of fans' favorite is the Valencia Orange. Um, a lot of fans' favorite. But Neil, the Cooper Chevrolet chat is already bumping today. And to remind everybody, it's Black Friday every day in November at Cooper Chevrolet Buick in Anniston. Cooper has just received a huge truckload of brand-new Chevy Tahoes Silverado pickups in every trim with over 200 new Chevys, Buicks, and quality pre-owned, many with an extended warranty backed by Car Bravo. Cooper is sure to have the right vehicle at the right price. Check out East Alabama's best selection today at coopershevrolet.com. And as I said, we're brought to you by Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with uh, real brewed tea, packs a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivers the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite teams, whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences with Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Jeff Collins will join us momentarily. The former Temple coach, former Georgia Tech coach, former Florida, Mississippi State defensive coordinator, and more. Get his thoughts on a number of things that are happening in the uh, football world. 
Yep. Um, before he gets on, go to a Cooper Chevrolet chat right away. Uh, clear this up. Nathan Turnage in the Cooper Chevrolet chat says, Jamie Caldwell should have joined the show today. Twitter said he wasn't too far away. Um, I was notified by our good friend Brendan Chapman and Weldon sent in our group chat, sent the uh, tweet or whatever that I guess it said it has location services on that he was in Starkville. Guys, that's not real. Um, per sources, <laughs> he's getting ready for – he's at practice today. Uh, somebody photoshopped that. Coaches don't go to campuses to interview. It's just – doesn't happen. I hate to spoil the fun for everybody, but that is complete Photoshop. I can tell you that if he interviews with Mississippi State, it will be basically in the middle of the night on a Zoom call. And if he meets with them in person, it will not be in Lynchburg, Virginia, or Starkville, Mississippi until it is really serious. Yeah. Like, done. Yeah, I mean, you don't. And if you're Jamie, he'll, he'll be there for the press conference. That'll be the first time he goes to Starkville. And let's be clear, Jamie Chadwell's not interviewing for a job. You're either hiring him or you're not. Yeah, there'll be some communication, but it won't be. Yeah. it won't be really an interview. There'll yeah. be th- so many agents and everything else. But let me text Jeff and tell him we're ready. Um, I was fascinated to read and hear about how the Cubs went about hiring Craig Council because they had to keep it super quiet and it was super a big gamble because obviously to get him you have to sell him on your vision, selling him on your vision, and then you don't get him. You just told the potential manager for your one of your arch rivals your entire offseason plan yeah which is not something you know it's pretty pretty risky stuff yeah definitely risky definitely risky um oh look at there on cue my man listen hit the circus intro on you here in a second look at my man's producing skills already got the name up impressed ladies and gentlemen Boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to welcome the former highest paid defensive coordinator in the NCAA <laughs> and the hottest, and I'm going to address it with him today. I'm going to ask him some hard questions today. The hottest name of D.C. candidates in the country, the man, the myth, the legend, the minister of mayhem himself, Jeff Collins. Welcome to the show, sir. <laughs> I missed y'all, man. That's a, that's a heck of an intro. I've been working on that for two weeks since you were up in the mountains. Yeah. You know that would be I, I missed y'all. that would be a name drop if you're talking to somebody and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm whatever." You could be like, "I'm the former highest paid defensive coordinator in the country, bitch." <laughs> Take that. <laughs> what do you think about that? Huh? Yeah. Hey, by the way, by the way, we, we got to do this again today. Here's to you, Jimbo. I'm, I'm once again, my man. You are living life large. Kudos to you. Hope you're happy. I know, who am I kidding? Congratulations on the best Tuesday of your life. <laughs> you're crazy. All right, Jeff. $76 million to sit at home and go, uh, you know, do I want a scotch or a bourbon? Or do I just want to go play golf? And where do I want to play golf? Do I want to, which private jet do I want to rent? <laughs> what do I want to do? They can't do that till January 11th. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm making plans. <laughs> Baby, that vacation on January the 12th, Yeah, where do you want to go? You want to go for 40 days? That's good stuff. All right, I'm going, I'm going to hit you with it, so you can flick me off if you want to, but I'm going to hit you with it. All right? Okay. So, speaking of being the hottest D.C. candidate in the country, you know, your boy has heard my man Jeff Collins' name amongst some football pundits and across the Twitterverse 
um, as being, you know, say it to mention you for some DC jobs. So I'm just, I said, you know what? I can just ask the guy himself on our show. So I'm going to ask you right here on McCready and Siski, straight from the horse's mouth, is the minister of mayhem going to get back into the game? Wow. How about that, Neil? He's starting off. He's starting off on the hot seat I didn't, already. I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't even go softball question first. I just came after you. See, no. years ago, if I had been like, "Hey, Tyler, I've heard this or whatever," he'd be like, "God, you media people, man! All y'all do is get into people's business." Yeah. And and now, now the shoes on the other foot, and he's putting, yeah. he's putting it to you. Like, are you are you getting back into coaching or not? I mean, the next question is going to be where. No, no, I won't do that. Anyway, so I, I'll, I'll, you, you no, saw him answer one. the question. Uh, so, you know, the, this last year has been really good for me. Um, you know, I had a lot of opportunities last December, January, February that, you know, I, I turned down cause I wanted to make sure that all my people, uh, had landing spots and, uh, all those kind of things. And it's been great for the family, uh, being a chauffeur for my daughter to and fro school and all of our after school activities. And, uh, just the family time ha- has been awesome. Um, but you know, you guys have been on this journey with me and I appreciate you guys having me on your show, getting to talk ball every week with y'all. It has been a blast. Uh, but I think even, you know, once I went to the Michigan state game to start the season, the Michigan game, uh, at the beginning of the season, I think you guys know me well enough, Tyler, you do that those competitive juices, man, they start flowing, you know, and then you go over to, to Jordan Hare and see, you know, Georgia and Auburn battle and some of the other things that I've been able to do. Uh, so the, the competitive juices uh, have been flowing. And, uh, you know, obviously I know uh, this time around to ask questions, make sure it's a good fit for myself, for the family, um, all those kind of things. But to the, the easy answer is yes, I'm interested um, in having conversations. Who knows when those will be or how they'll come, but um, the competitive juices and, you know, being back on the sideline does, does have me intrigued. I'm curious because you got to go to some places. You got to watch a lot of ball. You got right. to do it without the, you know, the, the pressure of, hey, I got to get a game plan together. I got to, you know what I mean? You got a chance to do it in a, in a more casual, thoughtful way. Um, you were already an elite defensive coordinator. I'm not just blowing sunshine. It's the truth. But have you picked up some things from watching things, from being around other people that you're like, hey, man, I can't wait to kind of implement this into what I do at wherever my next stop is? But one of the one of the biggest things is being a head coach for six years, you you get such a perspective from ten thousand feet that you know as been, being a defense coordinator for so long, you don't really you think you know, but you don't really know. And having that experience, and then having a year where all I do is sit down in my man cave and watch, watch ball, do some consulting work, uh, talk ball with buddies with the NFL Network or the SEC Network or whatever the case may be, and I get to look at it from a clear-minded perspective uh, and just see the game uh, from a perspective I've never gotten to before. And I just, I just think there's great value in that. And uh, you know, the, the desire to impact the game, impact people's lives, whether that be players or coaches uh, that, that still rings true to me, um, you know, and the desire to do that um, at a high level, you know, has me energized. Yeah, that reset button in life, man, is is um, it's a cool thing. You know, Andy Kennedy, the former Ole Miss basketball coach, who's now the head coach at UAB, right. is a really good friend of mine. And you know, Andy took a year 
and he he sure did SEC network stuff and traveled around and went and watched practices like he went up to Kentucky and watched them practice for a couple of days and just got a chance to do it without having to think about recruiting and without having to think about hey th- this game or this kid's mom's got issue whatever yeah. just got a chance to just hit the reset button and he'll tell you it just totally re-energized him felt younger yep. you know felt younger at and his I, second stop and I can see one day you know eventually wanting to be back in the head coach's chair one day uh but just right now there, there I hopped on that and I, Tyler I'm sure you've listened to it the Dan Casey play callers club podcast he does yep. a great job but just sitting there talking ball for an hour and just the the thrill of being a play caller is is something I've missed. Being a head coach is awesome. But being a play caller, you know, one of my, my last play calls as a defense coordinator at the University of Florida, we were in the swamp, fourth and one, ran diamond stab purple for a walk-off goal line stand dub. That was my last play call as a defense coordinator. You talk about a, a jolt of energy, a bolt of lightning coming through you. Uh, there's not many more, you know, uh, things that, that they give you that. So, um, you know, I miss it a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. We, I, I want to skip around a little bit because since you've been up in the mountains hanging out, hanging out with uh, the Bigfoot and all that stuff the last couple of weeks, you've missed a lot of fun things going on in college football. And we didn't yeah. have you on here since. And I, I wanted to get your opinion on this because I think people think I'm full of shit when I say this. So I just want to get his opinion because he's he's been on – He's had a couple more years in the, in it I have. Are you counting on him to say that you're not full of whatever? No, I mean, uh, he, he can. That's, that's not. He can. He can. He can say as he speaks. Okay. All right. You've coached a lot of ball on a bunch of different staffs. Okay, a lot of yeah. ball. What do you think the percentage of FBS staffs? What percentage do you think that they commit a single staff member or somebody on their staff to stealing signals? What percent of FBS teams do you think do that? since Michigan's in the news. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know the percentage. It hasn't – in my career, has not been a huge deal on the staffs that I've been on uh, as, as far as assigning somebody to do it. You know, the, the GAs usually make sure they get the personnel signals because as a defensive play call, that gives you a jump starter there and 11 personnel, 12 personnel, hmm. and having that signal helps. I've never been a proponent of wanting to know, hey, they're about to run boot or they're about to run <laughs> – you know, it, it just it gets too much into my – I just want to know what I know, know the tendencies, call the game based on those kind of things. Um, so it's never been a big part of my process. Um, but I do know that there are some out there that, you know, do do it. So I would say if I'm guessing, I'd say 50% have some kind of mechanism to, you know, get signals during the game, get signals off of TV copy or if a random – sideline shot pops up that you can, you know, glean some information. Um, you know, I think people do do that, but. Yeah, that's, that's what I was referring. I'm glad you said that about the personnel because, you know, yep. there was a little short, fat, bald asshole that got ran over the coals for taking, you know, through his binoculars, looking at personnel signals, you know, he got in trouble for that. All right. <clears throat> you you got to do that. And then, you know, you see the. Um, referring to my, know, myself, by the way. Big time games now. <laughs> And the staff sizes are so big, oh. and you see ten to twelve guys standing at the fifty yard line with their little note cards and their little pencils. <laughs> Who knows what they're looking or trying to get? Um, but one of the biggest things is 
if you can get the personnel signals, why you would do that during pregame warmups, I have no idea, you know, why you yeah. would do that, but people still do it. You can get in pregame, allegedly, I, I don't know, in pregame, allegedly, you can get uh, base personnel signals and you can get base and nickel because right. in pregame to this day you'll go out there are you cover, are you going to the game covering it Saturday? Uh Chase is covering Saturday. Chase is covering. We'll we'll get we'll get Chase to look in pregame when they do their little plays versus each other. They're going to line up in three plays of base and three plays of nickel. Yep. And and there's yep. going to be a, and there's going to be a guy on the other side signaling, you know, regular for base and whatever their nickel signal is. He's going to be signaling uh both of those so you can pick up their regular and their yep. and their uh uh, nickel and you can the same thing on offense you can pick up what 11 personnel is and you can and depending all you got to do is look i mean they're going to line up and they're usually going to run two or three plays of 11 maybe one of 10 right and you're and you know so you can pick up 11 and now you can't pick up now maybe if you're going to play oregon state or somebody like that it lines up in 12 personnel a lot you can pick up that stuff but that's how i did the nickel, allegedly the, nick, the nickels muscle memory he's gonna do the nickel sit as he's yeah. running onto the field that's his muscle memory. Yeah. Same thing with the Sam linebacker. He's going to run out there with the base signal no matter what. And, you know, one of the funniest things, you get back into the locker room after pregame warm-ups, and you ask that guy who's supposed to be charting, hey, what plays did they run? Well, if you really knew, it's the same three plays they always <laughs> run in every game warm-up. They're not going to do their – they're not going to do their fancy – a uh, red zone trick play that they've got dialed up. They're not doing yeah. that pregame warmups. Inside zone, inside, inside zone and hitches, baby. That's what you're yep. getting. Maybe a fade. Yep. yep. That's it. All right. Um, last question. We're going through a good, a good fun one. I this came up yesterday with Dan Lanning uh, getting asked after our show yesterday, um, getting asked the question, and I was sitting there where I was thinking, okay, Jeff, Jeff's on the day. You know what we're going to talk to Jeff about. And I was like, this is the perfect question for Jeff because he's been through it. He's had to answer it. All right, so Jeff, as a head coach, okay, it's that time of the year. We're in coaching carousel season. And the most awkward question of all time is when the media has, and they have to do their job. They have to ask. You have to ask it because the people that are reading your content, that is what they want to know. Yeah, so you get right. the, you get your name gets floated around for a job or I it comes hate, up. I hate asking it, but I've done they it. They have to do it. It just... Right. It's the most awkward question in the history of media. If if you're the chef at a restaurant <laughs> and someone comes in and they order the swordfish, <laughs> you make the damn swordfish. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you don't go, nope, nope, you're not getting swordfish. I'm serving you catfish. I'm serving you a burger. <laughs> nope, they ordered swordfish. And so this time of year, they want to know, hey, so-and-so's name popped up for the Oregon job. What, what What's he saying about it? And if you don't ask it, they're going to say, well, you're a – body part all right so as the person that's been asked that question what is like the uh so how do coaches win like what is the appropriate answer like if you say you're interested then you're you're getting cooked if you say you're not interested and then things change and down the road you're a liar like there is no winning so what is like how can you win what do you do as a head coach when you get that question because i'm being dead serious never been a head coach but I thought about how I would answer this thing a lot. Like, there's no right answer. So, what what do you do? What's the answer? How can coaches win? I mean, what are we doing here? So, interestingly, so uh, when I was head coach at Temple, we won seven of the last eight, had a good run, got bowl eligible, all those kind of things. Well, 
we were on the road recruiting uh, maybe a week, a week and a half that the season was done before Coach Johnson d- decided to retire and step away. And so I missed that window of media availability. We hadn't even started oh. bowl prep during the whole process. So I went through that whole process without ever having to stand in front of a microphone and <laughs> have that conversation. Um, but there is, it's very interesting. I watched Dan Lanning and, it, you know, it's depending on what your goals are and what you want to do. Dan Lanning knows that he wants to stay at Oregon had a hard statement. I'm staying at the university of Oregon. And if he sticks by that statement, awesome. If he doesn't one day, then, you know, obviously that's gonna, that'll come back to bite him. But I'm assuming listening to him, he's got everything he needs. He's got the resources. He's got the talent. He's got the culture and he wants to stay at the university of Oregon. So I thought he answered it properly. If that is the truth. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying, right? It's like, you literally, you could not have given a more definitive answer than what he gave yesterday. Right. Well, he, technic- Yet, he technically could have. Ex- but that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not. But I'm never going to criticize this because I always do this. Well, what if someone were to turn the p- tables on me and ask me about something in my career? I mean, I'm probably going to leave myself some wiggle room. But you know what I'm saying, like the semantics. But nobody, nobody would care about mine, right? But when in your in you guys' field, there's so many people that are emotional about it. I mean, I guess he could have technically said, look, I have no interest in the Texas A&M job, and I'm not going. Right. Yes. But he didn't say that. So he, he left room down the road to go something changed. And, and, then, and as a coach, we, and here's the, but here's the truth. You know, I, I really thought about what I wanted to say one day, and there's no right answer. But you want to say, like, hey, guys, I'm renting the whistle. Okay, I'm not the call the coach. It doesn't matter. You, Nick Saban. Nick Saban is not going to be the last football coach the University of Alabama ever has. All right, I don't, Kirby, I don't know. Kirby Smart <laughs> is not going to be the last football coach that Georgia ever has. That's probably true. You're renting but I'm the back whistle on, on the first one. I refuse to sign off on <laughs> He's that. A cyborg. That's you. He's a cyborg. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I can't rule that out. <laughs> you can't rule that. Nope. What well, you're renting the whistle as a coach, so it's coming to an end sooner or later. All right, how many coaches are really, I mean, there's just, it's the law of probability. I mean, what's the number of coaches that go somewhere and that's it? That's it. You know, the old cliche is you're hired to get fired. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, just, there's just not many coaches that that's it. And and it's just, I mean, I'm talking about, we got to be less than like 3%. I mean, I mean, in today's world, Kurt Ferentz, I'm, 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 I'm a believer that he won't coach again. This is his last job. Okay, Nick yeah. Saban, his last job. I honestly can't say that about Kirby Smart. Kirby may get tired of winning national championships and decide to go to the NFL one day. I don't know. Right. You know, he's so young. You can't say that. You know, Lane Kiffin, you can't say that this is Lane Kiffin's last job. He's still in his 40s. You know, I mean, he's not going to be here for 40 years. Is he? Probably not. I'd bet against it. I'd bet against it. Probably not. And so – First one to know, though. Yeah, Scoops will know. Look look at my boy, Jeff. My Jeff, he hopped in on Scoops. Jeff hopped in on Scoops. It's sticking. It is sticking. It is sticking. We're creating something here. Scoops. Jeff is calling Scoops. Such a horrible nickname. (laughs) God, it's so bad. But then then you listen to Coach Norvell, who I have a ton of respect for, the job that he's done uh, in Tallahassee. And I thought the way he answered it was genius. Because – what do you say? Game is about I didn't hear it. What do you say? He he was phenomenal. 
And he said two years ago, <clears throat> people were using against him that he wasn't going to last in Tallahassee at Florida State because he was going to get run out of town. And he told the recruits at that time, two years <clears throat> from now, people are going to be starting this other rumor that I'm leaving and, you know, all these things because this is a special place and uh, <clears throat> we're going to win big here and all those kind of things. So he used it, <clears throat> excuse me, as a recruiting pitch to talk about the past and how far they've come as a program. I thought he did a great job with it. Yeah, that's, that's good. I, you know, here's what's in, <laughs> I'm getting off script and we're keeping you too long. I'll ask you this. You, you're probably not going to answer it, but I'm asking because I'm genuinely curious. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Sure. Texas A&M has all the resources in the world, tons of money, huge fan base. They had 106,000 or whatever Saturday against state. Um, fertile recruiting territory. They're not far from Houston, blah, 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 blah. And yet, dating back to Kevin Sumlin and now Jimbo Fisher, the results have been just okay. I mean, they're okay. They're not awful. They're not, they're not great. Right. Is is that a is is that the expectations are too high? Is it just they haven't found the right fit? What, what is it about? Is that job overrated? Is it just waiting for someone to come in who fits it like a glove? What what what? In your opinion, as someone who's been in a lot of programs and has coached against Texas A and M, what's your thoughts there? Well, I think a lot of the situations that are out there is the the right coach at the right place at the right time. And that, that happens all across, you know, college football. And, you know, I think Kirby uh, hit, hit the job in Athens, his alma mater, at the right time in college football when he was ready, when the school was, was really ready to um, become a dominant program in college football um, at a level they hadn't been. And, you know, he had the blueprint from coach and came over there and executed the plan. So, you know, I think it's – right place, right time, right coach, you know, cause sometimes you can land at a spot and it just, it wasn't the right time, you know, but. Uh, I will, I, I can, I'll say this too about Texas A&M where I'm at with it is I think it's the perfect time for somebody because when you look at the expectations that they have, right. Um, I listened to Ross's uh, press conference uh, today. That was, I guess, Sunday, Sunday night. And he mentioned being uh, mentioned in the national title conversation. Well, we're going to this thing called a 12-team playoff. And that gives the new guy, one, he's going to have a, a, all the resources he can manage. But now instead of saying, hey, I want to be amongst one of four teams, now you got to be amongst one of 12 teams. Yeah. And in this league, in the SEC, that's now saying, hey, get me to 10 wins. So you just took basically, I mean, let's be let's be fair here. You just took having to go basically go not only win the West, but probably go win the whole thing to get in the title to just get into 10 games. Yeah. And so I think four SEC teams in this thing, maybe more. Oh yeah. And so you're getting to a spot. You're going into a situation that it's going to be, you're going, if they get in the playoff, Oh, we made the right hire. Well, where, you know, the more I've thought about it over the last couple of days, maybe, maybe, Ross is smarter what we think. I mean, he's giving him a little bit more credit or whoever made the decision. Because what happens if Jimbo goes and wins 10 games next year? Now what? Now you don't ever get to make that change because now he's going to be in a playoff. You know, so the timing going into the playoff may have something to do with this too. I just thought about that the last couple of days. Yeah, could be. Something to give thought yeah. about. But 
Well, brother, I appreciate the hell out of you. How was the mountains, man? Did you learn anything in the mountains? Learn anything good, about man. learn anything about of, yourself in the mountains? A lot of time with the wife. Went and saw, hung out with uh, her childhood best friend, husband, their two daughters who were phenomenal. Um, and I found out this. Uh, we had a went on a tangent talking about social media with the. I think one of them's a freshman in high school. One of them's a freshman in college. And they were looking at some of the people who follow me on you know social media, and they they thought it was pretty cool. And they were gassing it up a little bit. And so I tried to tamper it down to be like, hey, with, with all that that you think is cool, I got all kind of haters and people say mean things and all this other stuff. Tyler, they thought that was even cooler. The fact that I had haters, they thought was the coolest thing, regardless of the famous people like McCready and Siski that follow me. Scoops. Scoops. That follows me. <laughs> they, they thought me, the fact that I had some haters, they thought that made me the coolest thing ever. It's so and funny you say that because some of my son's uh, high school teammates have gone up to him before and been like, man, there's some people that hate your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and they're and like, that's I've so always, cool. You know, as somebody that, you know, d- does care, you know, I, I want to, you know, be a positive impact <laughs> in the world. And I don't want to have a lot of negativity because I don't try to give it out. But the fact that they thought having haters were cool, that kind of that kind of flipped my perspective. And somebody sent me a mean message the other day, and I'm like, "Yeah, I got some haters. I must be, I must be doing something. I must be popping." Well, hey, bud, if you're getting back into it, your hater numbers are going to go up. So you can bet on that. You're, you're yeah. going to get loved three weeks and then hated one, love for another week. That's what you know. That's going to come. Right. So if you want haters, you're doing the right thing. Getting back into it. Hey, I feel, you know, what's, you know, I feel bad. This is a great time to bring it up. I told Neil before the show. So about three, four, four shows ago, we, we have a resident yep. troll in, in the Cooper Chevrolet chat name, named Dwight. Okay. So I called him out. I was going back and trying to help uh, Cole pull the uh, promo clips for the show. And so I had commented on something he said in the chat. And I noticed that his name had changed from Dwight to Drew. And so I called him out the next show okay. over it, and he hasn't been back since. Like, he's left the show. This guy went for like 128 episodes, was the first dude in the chat, and he was right. and he was like hammering the whole show for 128 episodes, trolling. And since I've called him out about changing his name, he has not shown back up. So either that killing, or he's changed his name again. Killing our analytics. I mean, just, just killing, killing that just, one just, listener. Just brutal. I, mean, I think we're going to have to cancel the show. <laughs> I guess I guess I guess we'll have to cancel the show. But anyway, brother, I appreciate the hell out of your time, man. You're the best. I look forward. I look forward personally for the minister of mayhem to be bringing heat. Yeah. First, hey, can we can we can we make a uh, McCready and Siski promise? Talk to me. The first play of the season next year. <laughs> can hey. we can we go zero blitz the first play? Coach, uh, well, I'm giving stuff away. I'm not giving people my signals. I'm not giving people the first call. <laughs> But but there's good there's gonna be more than four that are going after that quarterback. Okay, all right. We'll go simulate pressure. A, I have a more reasonable request. Okay. <laughs> For the studio, wherever you end up, get us an autographed helmet. Done. Easy. There you go. You the man. See, that's much easier than asking to give away your play call for play one. Well, just first three plays, zero blitz. Just somewhere in the first three plays. And I, j- I just need the coach's fridge uh stocked with some <laughs> I'm out of city limeades already. We will we'll handle there's that. There's no way. We'll There's no that. way. Uh-uh. I sent him. A, I sent him a case a week ago, two weeks ago. It was it was ridiculous how much you sent, but that the cherry limeade, per your your suggestion, is amazing. 
right, I've, there's no way. I sent you five. My, my man Bob hooked me up, so I took care of Jeff. I sent Jeff five cases of ring. You've gone through them all already? No, so I've gone through all the cherry lime maids. Okay. I've gone through all the harvest grapes. I found that to be a that's a good that's a good flavor right there. Um so that's twenty four. That's since last Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. You've had twenty four rain since last Tuesday? I'm all jacked up on rain energy drinks. Let's go. <laughs> I like it. He's like I've slept four hours total. I mean, it's been great. He said he said you got all kinds of good schemes growing up over there. Watch metrics. That's a that's probably a that's probably a true statement right there. <laughs> I love it. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Be good. See y'all. Yep. <laughs> I did. I sent him I sent him a case of each flavor of the rainstorm and a case of cherry limeade. So that's twelve. That's what's that's sixty drinks. And he's already gone through all the cherry limeades and all the and it was uh, uh two weeks ago yesterday. Energy coursing through his veins. Two weeks ago yesterday. He got him. that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle a little bit with some seasonal blues. The holidays can be stressful, conjure up some sadness. In other words, this time of year can be a lot. And it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've benefited from therapy. It was uh, good for me to talk through some feelings with a professional, walk away with a new perspective. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I just want a better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking pills. I drink AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves and covering my nutritional bases. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it first thing each morning, done. I also like that it costs less than $3 per day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. You know, we'll, we'll get him the next the next request we'll make next week is since we got to get him all we can get him in before the end of the season, we'll get him to come up with a blitz that he calls rain. And we'll, oh, you go. And we'll get the signs, you know, yeah. on the sideline. We'll have the big rain logo on the sign. And the McCready and Siski logo. That'd be if we could get the McCready Siski logo. That would be like such a life win for me. I would. You want to do it? I guarantee you, I could, we could get him. To if do you it. could get our logo on a sideline as one of the signals, 
or even as a decoy we, signal. You just gotta, that would be so awesome. We just got to work on it, remind them. You got to do it like in June because that's when you, you send your stuff off to make your signs yeah. over the summer. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll we'll get a we'll get a hold of some guys. That would that. be awesome. Definitely could get Kane and John and Jeff and those guys to do it. It'd be funny. All right, let's, uh, let's make this widespread. That would be awesome. If, I think we could do it. Honestly, look at some games. We, we'll we could, send them our graphics. Yeah, I think we could do it. I think we could do it. It's got to be the guy, the head coaches. <laughs> got to get. We'll we'll get them when they do some. We got to figure out the ones that use the the, the boards on the side, like uh, and it says decoys. Like what people don't realize about those signs, very few of them mean anything. All right. Um, all right. Speaking of signs. I want to talk on this. I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, been a very uh, interesting discussion at the office the last couple of days. Um, we talk, We said we'd talk about it a little bit today. We're going to talk breeze, breeze through it just real, real briefly before we get to life advice today and get you guys out of here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So after the show um, Thursday, uh, John Harbaugh was suspended for three games. Um, Jim Harbaugh. I, I do it every time. John was not I, suspended. Yes, John, Jim. I do that every time, CTE. He coached man. against the Browns on Sunday. <laughs> he did. <clears throat> All right. Um, but Jim Harbaugh, he gets suspended for three games. And uh, watched his press conference yesterday. A few things. I didn't know if you found out, knew this or not. He actually found out, him and his AD found out on the plane via social media. That's how they found out that he was suspended. Yeah. Um, didn't like that, but I've been through a situation similar to that, mm-hmm. so I get it. Um, here's the only thing I'm going to say. I, I'm not a fan of punishment without due process. Maybe I'm just American. Um just not a fan of it. Not saying he's guilty, innocent, anything like that. I just don't believe in punishment without due process. Um, punishment's going to come. So my question, I start thinking about that over the weekend. I'm like, is that right? Is that wrong or whatever? So my question is used simple. And I asked people in the office this, and they seem to some agree with me, but they got their, you know, their hardcore on, hey, he needs to be punished. Da, da, da. 
if Michigan is four and six right now, is he suspended for three games? Probably not. So then it goes back to so we're saying the reason that he's being suspended is has nothing to do with the punishment. It's because his team was undefeated. It is the perception among some in the league that they have a competitive advantage because of doing something that others haven't done or haven't been proven to do. I don't think anybody has gone to the extent that they've gone to, okay. to be fair. So the Big Ten commissioner has been put in a really tough spot. He's trying to satisfy as many people as possible while at the same time not changing the calculus for the league. And so by Harbaugh not being able to coach the team on game day, he's able to say, see, I punished them. And yet if Michigan runs the table – Harbaugh can return for the postseason, and he can say, I didn't impact that. I didn't make the ultimate call. I didn't deem Michigan ineligible to play in the Big Ten title game, which he could have done. Which I thought he was going to do. So he's very clearly trying to appease as many people as possible. Has he? If he does nothing, he's viewed as soft, and Michigan gets away with it. And then sometime next year, when Jim Harbaugh's not at Michigan anymore, he's left to punish the players or some interim, some new coach who didn't do it. I mean, he he's in a tough spot. Yeah, I don't. I'm kind of like Greg Sankey. I don't envy Tony Petiti's spot at all. There, there was there's not many scenarios where he comes out with everybody going, "Yeah, it was good." Kind of like the head coach getting asked the question. In a lot of ways, right? I mean, you know, that's like that thing. It's no one ever. We don't don't do that in other fields. And I get why we do it with coaches. But, like, no one comes to me and goes, hey, uh, I saw where there's an opening at the Kansas City Star. Are you interested? (laughs) You know? Or if they got wind that maybe I'd talk to somebody, right? I mean, it's happened. I've always laughed about it. Like, when I've had a conversation with another potential employer. And I always laughed and told people, like, what would you do if someone came up to you and said, so I heard that you interviewed with fill in the blank or you had a conversation with fill in the blank. Are you interested? If I say no, then why'd you talk to him? <laughs> if I say, oh, yeah, I'm interested. Well, now I'm telling Yahoo that, hey, I know we have a contract, but hey, oh, by the way, I, I've talked to an attorney about how I could void that contract. You know, how, how, does, that's that, the other how thing. does that work? That's right? the other thing. Has a coach ever – I was telling somebody this yesterday on your deal. One, it's, it's my favorite thing, right? It's like ever, not that, I'm, not that I'm aware of. I've never heard a coach say, yes, I'm interested in that job. Not that I've ever heard. I haven't heard it. If it has, no. if it's happened, I, I missed it. Well, it's like Jeff Trailer the other day. And he got asked, and he, he, he knew why he got asked, and he turned it into a recruiting thing. But, well, hell yeah, he's interested in the Texas A&M job. <laughs> Now, what do you want him to say? But you have to ask. I understand completely why we ask. Again, yeah. our readers want to know. Our listeners want to know. We're there as working members of the media. We're not there as the coach's best pal. We're there to ask the question. And 99% of coaches get it. The 1% that goes ballistic, I'm like, oh, for the love of God, <laughs> that you should go fire your media relations director right now because walking up the thing to the interview, the media relations. Hey, just gonna give you a heads hey, up. you're probably going to get asked about this. Yeah. You're probably going to get asked about this. Be prepared. Yeah, you know this, right? Yeah, you know whatever. I get it. It's and all good. The other, my other favorite is when said head coach is hired at whatever school. Insert school X this year. 
the AD is going to get in the press conference and he's going to tell everybody, this is my first and only choice. And this is the only guy mm-hmm. that offered the job. to Always me. got the first choice. Always got the first choice. And it always is the only guy that ever got offered. the job. Oh, really? The only guy they even thought about, <laughs> you know, put those did. two together. We did. our this due diligence. Be a montage. Yeah. It's like 20 years of those questions. You know, that's, can you imagine like if, you know, when, when, I got hired at the Mobile Register. <laughs> if they'd had a press conference, go. We didn't even think about anybody else to cover Auburn. This was this is a no brainer. Is it? It's just so we don't do this in any other field. It's hilarious. <laughs> like great. a doctor maybe is getting interviewed by another hospital. Oh, a press conference. That's great. Doctor Black is leaving uh, Memorial General to go to uh, Baptist. Pr- questions. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? It's so it's stupid. Just, it is a good jacked up profession. Idiotic. All right. So the other thing, just to give the fans a heads up, if you didn't know, so Friday, Friday, he got asked about this in a press conference. He is going, they're going to the local judge. They have a court hearing yeah, on Friday. Friday to get a temporary restraining order. TRO, a temporary yeah. restraining order. Um, interesting enough, the it, the judge is a Michigan alum. Yeah. So I'm, I look forward to how you think that judge feels right now. <laughs> he's got the whole... He's, he's got to make, or he or she, I don't know which one it is. He's got to make I think it's a, a female. Has to make a uh, a fun decision there. But in today's world, <clears throat> male, female, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know. All right. Uh, let's, Neb- it's nebulous. I'm going to roll right through some of these games. I want to talk about one or two, but before we get to life advice, we've got about five minutes here. Uh, interesting. Uh, SEC lines, ULM at Ole Miss. The line has been pulled. I think it has to do with ULM's quarterback situation. Well, if I was in charge of the Ole Miss's quarterback situation, uh, Jackson Dart would not be playing this weekend. I agree with you, but I think he's going to. Yeah, I would I would sit him just in case. Don't need him. Um, Southern Miss at Mississippi State. Line's at 14. Not touching that line at all. I can mm, see it going both ways. I like I, that line. Please do. I don't know that one. I, don't I know. love Southern Miss in this game. Well, guys, it's it's weird week. It's weird week this mm-hmm. week. All right. New Mexico State's at Auburn. Auburn's favored by 23 and a half. I um, love this line. Just going to tell everybody, okay, not saying New Mexico State is going to win this game. Mm-hmm. But you better have your big boy britches on because New Mexico State can score points. They The rest of the world is going to see my guy Diego – on, on against good competition, he's like mini version of Johnny Manziel. He's fun to watch. And, Aub- score and Auburn's going to be thinking about next week. Oh, come on! Of course, uh, I think Aub- I think this game is going to be a little tighter than people want it to be. Uh, Florida at Mizzou. Mizzou is favored by eleven and a half at home. Um, Love it. Love this game. Yeah, I'm not ever betting against Missouri again as long as for this rest of this year. Um, FIU at Arkansas minus twenty nine and a half. I love this game. Which which side of it? The FIU side. Yeah, this one's going to be um, interesting. You on? Why would you be interested in this game? Um, let me be clear here. I don't think, based on a couple of conversations, I don't think the scenario where Sam Pittman gets next season is very likely. Oh, we're going flip forty eight. Yep. Okay, flip forty eight. We should have like a um, uh, well because a, things a, change. A, a thing it goes because yeah. things change. What's a good assi- a sound emoji for change? Wiki wiki wiki. Sure. We're scratching. We're scratching on the DJ. Booth. I think wiki, you know wiki, people. Wiki. People go. Well, you said. Well, I things think change. Things, in, this, in this side, things change, things change fast. And I just think what the perception among some power people there is that it's simply not tenable. Now, yeah. a loss to FIU, 
Yeah, it won't it's matter. over. It's over. So it's does an embarrassing loss to Missouri do the same thing? Yes. Yeah. So it could happen anyway. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't see a like. I don't see a scenario where he changes sentiment. Now, is there a scenario where Hunter Juracek, the AD, decides that he, he doesn't want to do it? Sure. It would be a very unpopular decision. The other thing that's going to hurt Sam Pittman on Saturday, seats. People yeah. in seats. It's going to be. When you don't have enough people in the seats. Deer season in Arkansas, too. Well, it's yeah. Them, t- them people take deer season serious up there. Ask me how I know. Well, I mean, let's be real. It's a night game on a Saturday night. A lot of the students are heading home. Um. There's other things to do. Oh, yeah, you're heading home for Thanksgiving. Might be getting a little. They fall break the whole week? No. I mean, they they have class on Monday and Tuesday, okay. but a lot of kids, you know, kids will cut class well, on gonna, Monday and Tuesday. That's going to save them some seats, though. But, you know, you don't get, you don't. No, I get it. You fill it up in basketball for Old Dominion, and then you can't get a crowd for FIU in football in November. I mean, it, the, the message is clear, and you have a football game last three and a half hours. There's a lot of time for an AD to look around the stands and go, oh, my God. So. I would bet. I would bet against him getting a fifth season. Yep. Um, we can talk about it a little bit more tomorrow if you hear anything else. Uh, or Thursday, Kentucky minus two at South Carolina. I kind of like this game. I kind of like the South Carolina side of this game. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Damn it! I thought yeah. you. I was hoping you're gonna pick the other. Oh no! I kind of like South Carolina. Um, South Carolina's they, they've they're fighting for their life, and Kentucky's like blah, and they got Louisville next week. Kentucky looks scary Saturday. They, they, something, was, something was wrong. Well, when you when Kentucky can't line up and run at you to get Ray Davis going and yeah. get that running game going and get the play-action game going, which they can't against Alabama. Right. When you can do that, that's when they're deadly. When they can't, they're in trouble. All right, our boys, I need to call my guy Landis and Coach Elliott, see so I'll check on them. They're going to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. We'll see what we, – we should have Landis on the um, podcast on Thursday and see what their game plan is to stop Jaden. Pray. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I really, I really, I want to, I want to get Landis, the OC. I want him to do some of this, uh, the stuff, uh, the the quads into the boundary, bringing the bring the tight end in. They they will schematically on offense. Schematically, they're going to give LSU some issues. Yeah, that's why I like Georgia State in the points. I like, hey, it's a lot like of Georgia, points. I like Georgia State in the points here. I'm just saying, but, I like Georgia State in the points. But you better get into the twenties. Because look, they they let me tell you what Georgia State will not be they will not be intimidated. No, uh-uh. they will come in there fighting. And LSU is going to be looking ahead a little bit. To yeah, Texas. A&M. I kind of like that one. Yeah, kind of like I it too. I do too. All right, a game I really like. So I hope you don't like it. Georgia at Tennessee. I love it. Don't tell me that. Don't I don't like love to hear that. Love it. I love it too. Love go, it. Go dogs. Go dogs. Hunk, hunker down. Hunker down, dogs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're going to whip them. Uh-huh. They're they're dialed in now. They're gonna whip. They're gonna. <laughs> they on whip. that mission right now. They're gonna whip them. They're on the mission. All right, uh, Utah at Arizona. Arizona's favored by one at home. I know. Scary. Hmm. Arizona long win streak, but they've been playing with the food a little bit. A little bit. But they're. But hey, but they're on a win this streak. Be a big game at home. Big game at home. Big game in the in the league. Yeah. All right. And then the last game I want to talk about before we get to life advice. I don't understand it. I'm here for anyone to explain it to me. I feel like I'm getting UCF in Oklahoma State here. Okay, this is what I feel like. Yep. Like Mincy's got me all messed up in the head after last week. I'll be curious. Is Mincy on your show this week? Yeah, we're t- taping tomorrow morning. Okay, ask him specifically about this game. Okay. Oregon State is favored 
by two and a half at home versus the undefeated Washington Huskies? You know what I think. Well, you like the right line stuff. I think um, you, you're. you're I think the Huskies. State. I think the Huskies are in a dangerous spot this week. <sighs> I think this is dangerous. Hey, I was almost right on the ACC game last week. Mm. The committee always gets bailed out. <laughs> it's a, it's a fix. Here comes the bailout. They get beat by Oregon State, and then they beat Oregon again. Yep. And no, no Pac-12 no Pac in the playoff. No Pac-12. All problem solved. No Pac-12. It's, ah. it's easy. Hey. <laughs> oh. Why does no one talk about Jonathan Smith? I don't know. Jonathan Smith is on my shit list right now because I bet on them twice. Not last week, but of course, and they blow them out. Um, but if you're an AD, don't you? Isn't he on your list of guys you'd oh, like yeah, to talk yeah, to? Yeah, I'm talking about cover and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fake field goal from the 30-yard line just screwed my cover one week, so I wasn't happy about that. Um, yeah. I mean, especially – here's the thing. With Jonathan Smith is there's so much uncertainty. Well, not really. There's just – that job will lose value yeah, going gotta, to the Mountain West. He's got to get out. He's got to get out, and he's got to get out now. That's why if I'm – <clears throat> if I, I'm him, if I'm, I'm watching to see what Caleb DeVore's doing, yeah. Dan Lanning, I'm watching that because West Coast is his thing, right? I'm watching I'm watching that West Coast movement, but if I'm an AD, yeah, he's on my short Well, like list. if Arkansas were to hire Kleiman from he's Kansas on, State, he's if on I'm my Kansas list. State, he's on my very short he's list. He's on my short list. He, cause he, and if then, I'm Arkansas, he's on my short list. Yeah, I want to talk to him. If I'm his agent, I'm put – it's yeah. times now. Yeah, for sure. Like if now if you told me the Pac-12 was around for another year, okay, well, it's we're not going to be. But it's a different story, right? Right. But, um, and even if it is, it's it's going to be Mountain West teams. No one's going to take them seriously. Yeah. There's but, a court case in Washington. There's a court hearing that could extend, could actually extend the Pac-12, if you will, and give Washington State and Oregon State control over that deal but they'd have to add to, it's just it's a yes mess realignment could happen again next week the mountain west could blow up yeah so anyway uh let me tell you about with hello fresh yeah. with hello fresh you get uh, farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit the holidays are right around the corner. HelloFresh can take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. The holiday season can be hectic. That's where HelloFresh's 15-minute meals come in. These quick fixes help you get a wholesome meal on the table in less time than it takes to get delivery. Everyone wants to cut back on errands and spend spending time in checkout lines this time of year is a pain. So skip that extra grocery store trip. And instead, get fresh ingredients and delicious recipes delivered with HelloFresh. Just pick your meals, decide on a delivery date, and sit back. The most wonderful time of the year is also the most delicious. Enjoy every bite of the holiday season with HelloFresh. Choose from more than 45 weekly recipes and more than 100 curated picks from HelloFresh Market. Just like all, always, HelloFresh's ingredients travel from the farm to your door so you know they're fresh. And everything arrives pre-portioned so you can get right to cooking quick. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MPW free and use MPW free for free breakfast for life 
One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash MPWFree with code MPWFree. Breakfast for life. Uh, Game Changer Patches, by the way, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. You're getting into the holiday season, man. These things are going to help you because you know how these are. You're going to go to your Christmas parties. You're not keeping up with how much you got, how much you're drinking. Maybe you need to be drinking because your aunts are coming over, (laughs) family's coming over, in-laws coming over. It's like, oh, my God, someone pour the mimosa. Is this a cross-promo between Game Changer Patches and BetterHelp? A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Finish up with your therapist and then put a patch on your hip. You're going to be so thankful. You got the warm-up patch before you before you drink, while you drink. Yes. Overtime patch. Put that thing on afterwards. Grab you a Gatorade. Put the overtime patch on and go to sleep. You're going to wake up the next day going, hey, we got another party tomorrow. Who's coming? <laughs> All right, I can handle it. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. It is time for Life Advice. Life Advice presented by State Farm Agent Cole Waters. Cole is licensed in auto, home, life, health, business, and pet insurance for the whole state of Georgia. The whole state of Georgia. Contact Cole at 706-525-525. 7850. You can also uh, find him online at ColeWaltersInsurance.com. I'm very lucky. I have very good relationship with my in-laws and then my wife, obviously vice versa with my family. I think it's, we're just very fortunate, don't yes. have any issues. Um, yesterday, my father-in-law texted me the greatest birthday message of all time. It still has me laughing all day today. What do you say? He says, another trip around the sun. Way to go. <laughs> That's it. That's it. There you go. I mean, if you think about it, (laughs) it's always somebody's birthday. (laughs) I just, it cracks me up. Anyway. All right, Neil, it's time for life advice. It is. All right. Because I'm I'm, going to read what he wrote. I hate this name. Just going to tell you now. Hello, Scoops and Joker. (laughs) Should I go get the Joker mask? No. First time, long time. I have two separate questions for you. Okay. I initially was going to write in and ask how to support my wife and our failed attempts to get pregnant, but we got a positive test this weekend. That a boy, congratulations. It's uh congrats on the sex. It's uh <laughs> super early and considering we lost our first, we're not mm. telling many people right now. I get that. We yeah. we lost our first too. And I, I didn't want to tell when, we, <clears throat> when Laura was pregnant with Campbell, I didn't want to tell anybody until Campbell was like out. Yeah. Like, that's tough. I've and, had uh, friends that go through it. That's, that's rough. It's it's tough. It's tough. Um, anyway, my, uh, first question is since you both are fathers of multiple children, how do you make each child feel special? We have a two-year-old daughter. That's the absolute light of my life. I know it will be difficult to give her a bunch of attention when the baby first arrives. I want to limit her jealousy as much as possible. Okay. You know, start with that one. Then yeah, right sure. Um, I have three kids. Uh, all of mine are completely different. Um, I have a 17 year old that doesn't have a lot of the same similar interests that I do. Um, I have a 16-year-old that does. Um, he's spitting image, loves all things sports. Um, and then I have a 7-year-old, so I got a 17, 16, then a 7-year-old, about to be 8. That's So it's a totally different relationship. I, I think for me, 
for a majority of the older kids' life, I haven't had the time that I would have liked to have, you know, as sure. they're growing up. I just think you got I don't think you treat all your kids the same. I think mm-hmm. all of them are different. Mm-hmm. I think you have to reach each kid differently. Yep. Um like my oldest is uh really into movies, directing, video games, things like that. And so I try even though it's something that I'm not interested in, I try like uh there's a movie on right now on Netflix called Killers. That's he loves the director. So I have been, since I've been out, I try to have more engaging conversations about things they're interested in, mm-hmm. even if I'm not. So I try to engage in conversation mm-hmm. and with the older kids. The With my other two, sports kind of take care of that because they're going to always want to go to the ball games mm-hmm. or whatever. So sure. for me, the only true challenge I have as a dad from making each kid, quote unquote, feel special is with my oldest who doesn't have the same interest that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's not watching the ball game on Friday night, you know, all that stuff or Saturday sure, or whatever sure. stuff. You have to, you have to make effort and time to engage um, that person on their interest level. When you have kids, it's easy. There's not really a way. Like, yeah. Like your two year old, this is not going to be a problem. Gonna, they're not going to remember because she's going to be super excited about the baby. Yeah. And 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 the truth is, babies when they're babies, they, they don't do a whole lot. They they eat, they sleep. They eat, sleep. So you got plenty of time for your two-year-old. And she's going to be super excited about being a big sister. And you need to make it a big deal that she's being a big sister. That's cool. She'll love it. And she'll let her be part of it. I mean, let her be part of the whole deal. It's family, right? But when they get older, the odds are they're different. Mine are all different. I mean, the girls are the girls are kind of similar. But there's a lot of differences in them. They're 21 months apart. Um, they're super close, but they haven't always been super close. Like, you know, they, they were always close, but they didn't always hang out the way they kind of do now. Um, like I was shocked when Caroline said she was going to Arkansas because I didn't think there's any way she'd follow her sister and she didn't view it as following her sister. She viewed it as her best choice, but you know, you just build unique relationships with with them. I don't have the same relationship with Campbell that I have with Caroline. I'll give you an example. Campbell will call, and it's kind of like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. What are you doing? I'll tell her. What are you doing? She tells me. What's going on? Nothing. What are you doing tonight? Nothing. Okay, well, I'll talk to you tomorrow. We're good. Now, Caroline will call, and I get a 40-minute breakdown of what's going on. Just to the point where sometimes it's like, hey, I got to go. Like, I, I got stuff, <laughs> you know. But it's different people have different needs. Cam- you're, you're very like that on the phone, though. Yeah. Like, when I call you, I, whatever I have to tell you when I call you. Yeah. Because if I call you, if I personally call you, it's too long to tell you in a text. I don't feel like texting. Yeah, yeah. So when I call you, I'm like, Neil, pop, 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 pop. And then if we carry on a conversation about so something be it, else, right. so be it. But I, I have to get because I'm more like Campbell. Yeah, you're than, ready to get off the phone. Than I am Caroline. Like I'm. I'm okay. What do you? What do? What, yeah. what, 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 what's the purpose of your call, sir? What's the agenda? Let's get to it. Yes. Right. And Caroline's more like, let me tell you about everything that's going on and how I feel. Yes. Like there's a big <laughs> thing coming up this week for her on Sunday. I know. I can see you on that phone call. And, somewhere where and it's like, but I have to fight the urge to go. Yeah, but let me tell you what you are good at, though. All kidding aside, 
when it's something like when you know it's important, like if it's something that's important to me, like if yeah. I was calling you to tell you, hey, dude, we got let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you'd stay on the phone for four hours. If I yeah, for to. sure. You have a for good sure. way of judging like really how important it is. Yeah. You're good at that. Yeah, I, I am. And with her, I'm like, I know this thing coming up on Sunday is important. And so when she talks about it, I'm like, okay. You're engaged. I'm engaged. We talk about it. Like, I know all about it now. And, you know. Like, if I called you to tell you about the ending of the Broncos and Bills game, uh, you'd be like, dude, I'm watching basketball. Stop. Yeah, well, last night I would have been, dude, I'm sound asleep. (laughs) I got an 89 sleep score. I was so excited. I was tired. I've been tired for three weeks. And I woke up with an 89 sleep score. And I was like, oh, yeah. But if I called to tell you, hey, dude, I'm in the hospital, you'd have talked to me for four hours. Oh, yeah, I'd have been there. Sure. So you have a unique. And then with Carson, like I've got, you got, with Carson, the girls aren't sports fans. Yeah. So it's kind of fun for me, honestly, Mm -hmm. because I have to build relationships that don't involve sports. Now, I've incorporated them into like MPW, Mm -hmm. but they're not sports fans. Right. Like Caroline being really good at betting this year is hilarious because she has no freaking idea, nor does she care. I mean, she'll call me on Sunday and go, how'd I do? You know, she has no idea. (laughs) She had no idea who played or. She's like, I, sh- I screwed up the Arkansas one. And that's all she knows because that's yeah. obviously where she, she goes there. to school. Yeah. Right. But, you know, that's fun. With Carson, we have a lot of common interest. So it's easier to build a, quote, friendship, if you will. Yeah. But he doesn't need me to be his friend right now. Right. He needs me to be his dad. And so all that stuff comes natural. Every, and I will say this, too. As your kids get older, your style of relationship changes. Yeah. Like, 100%. I'm still with my young one. I'm in a protective yeah. dad mode. My older ones, I'm more in a almost like a coach relationship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so you know, I mean, Carson, we're at the <clears throat> kind of the advice stage. He'll, he'll ask me for something like, well, hey, what do you think about this? And I have to catch myself, like, because he'll come. If he comes in here in this room and I'm working, I got to sometimes stop myself in my mind go, okay, stop for just a minute. Pay attention to him. He might need something. Or he might just be coming into, I've got the spurs and the nuggets on. He's like, hey, what's going on in that game? And I'm like, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of working. And he'll just hang out, you know. Yeah. But you just listen. So the, the answer to your question, and frankly, it's the answer to the question of most things, is listen. All right, question two. With another child comes more expenses. I started a new job earlier this year that I love and am extremely happy with. When I was hired, they gave me absolutely everything that I asked for. The company only makes about $50 million a year. In my time at the company, I've kept inventory $3 million less than what it was when I walked in the door and reduced the number of item outages. Also, through contract renegotiations with vendors, I've guaranteed savings of at least $1.1 million for next year. My question is, is it too early for me to ask for a raise since I've been with the company less than a year? My pay is good now, but I could use more. Who couldn't? Especially with the child on the way. For what my role has already evolved into since being with the company, I know I could make another thirty to forty thousand dollars if I got the same position elsewhere. All right, so that's a great question, and here's my answer. And Tyler, weigh in also. My answer is this: If you can make more money elsewhere, you need to be trying to make more money. Because if you can make more money elsewhere, you should be making that money there. Now, you have to be willing to hear the word no. And you have to ask yourself, what happens if this is that best case, worst case thing that I'm a big believer in? What's the best case? If you go in to the bosses and say, lay it out, 
here's how I've performed. This is how much I've saved you. This is what I think I'm worth. And nothing wrong with that. No. Now, it takes two to tango. And if they say, well, we don't agree with that. You have to ask yourself, if that were to happen. Are you willing to leave? A, are you okay with that? Or B, are you, does that, <clears throat> is that marked the end? Or if they say to you, and this is more likely, well, what if we worked you up to this? Would you commit to a timetable? And that's where you have to think about, okay, what if they come back with a request of their own? Yeah, we'll give you more money. We'd like a three-year non-compete or however. I don't Mm -hmm. know what business you're in. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've had to do that in contract negotiations where I've said, hey, I think I'm, I think, I think my percentage should go up. I think, I think I'm more valuable to you than I once was. And, but I've had to ask myself, like, this has happened to me when I've had another opportunity and I went in with leverage, right? What if they said, well, good luck. I had to ask myself, do I, is that a company I really want to go to? Is that something I want to do? So the fact that you really like your job and you're really valued, that has value in and of itself. But yeah, if you feel like you deserve to make more money, then yes, you should ask for more money. I, I, I get, I'll go a two-part answer on this one. One is, by the math, I wrote it down as you were talking, he has saved the company $4.1 million. Okay. Okay, that's, eight per, that's 8.2% of what they bring in a year. Okay. All right? If you go in and say, I've saved, you know, with numbers – and he's, he actually mentioned, I think, around the number, I think it's a fair a fair ask. I've saved you $4.1 million this year. Can I get 1% of what I saved you as a raise of 41000 or $40,000? Yeah. That's 1%. I think that's a 100%. If if somebody saved me $4.1 million and wanted a $40,000 raise, hell yes. Yeah. Here, Let's go. Here it is. But I wouldn't. I wish my company was making $50 million a year. Um, <clears throat> that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be nice. Be nice. MPW is not quite there. Not quite there just yet? Not quite. Um, second part, going um, – I've been in a situation – I'll share it. I don't care. It's time of statute limitations. I've been in a situation a couple of times. Um, after our first year at Ole Miss, we – at Christmas, we were notified that we were going to get raises. So we'd been here a full year. Um, that that raise was going to come later on or whatever. Um, and I was giving a number. I was given a number that my salary was going to go to. Okay, significant raise. Thank you very much. It was a, basically a 50% raise of what I was getting paid. Okay. Very grateful. Um, when the Alabama offer came, they basically doubled my salary in, in response to try to keep me from not going. Where I, I'm different, I viewed that as, wait a minute, if I was worth that, why didn't you pay me that in the first place? Yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation right, right. because I wouldn't have ever entertained this. Right. Um, and so that led in part of the decision when I left. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was part of my thinking when I was when I left to go to Alabama. <clears throat> second time through, when I came back the second time, that's why I love me some Ross. Ross Bjork. This one's for you, boss. Love me some Ross. Uh second time through. Um very similar situation happened than the first time. I got a call. Um, I got offered a very lucrative contract from another university. Um, and I did not even have a chance to respond. 
I had a multi a multi year deal that went over the number before I you know they pro, were proactive the second time, which is why I stayed the second time. I also didn't want to, I didn't want to go through that again leaving after about a year. Yeah, I didn't want to go through that again. But part of the reason I was taken care of the second time the way I was taken care of was because they acted differently the second time instead of they were proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. So that's, but if you go in there asking for a raise, you have to be prepared. If you get the answer, no, is my question. Yes. I mean, and what is your response going to be? Because if they don't give you the raise after you save them 4.8, of their gross revenue, then you're probably not going to get that raise and you need to be looking. Yeah. That's going to give you an answer. Yeah. And then while your kids are young, you're mobile. Yeah, do it while you can do it. Life regret for me, big life regret. Big, 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 big life regret. It's worked out. Yeah. But it doesn't, the fact that it worked out doesn't mean that I didn't make a mistake. Right? Yep. The mistake for me when the kids were little was, hey, Laura, bless her heart, was so obsessed with finding home. Where was home going to be? And I should have said, and I knew it. My gut was like, it's, we're, we're young. We, they make houses everywhere. Mm-hmm. You ever been any place where there are no houses? No, no, no. Let's keep, I'm hot right now. Let's be upwardly mobile. Let's go. Got an opportunity in Milwaukee. Let's look into it. Opportunity in St. Louis. Let's look into it. Those things happened. And I was like, no. And we stayed. And I, I, I stayed at WNSP when I knew I couldn't trust those people. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I knew I could. I told him. I told him that. I kept asking, "Hey, you guys are going to screw me, right?" I mean, <laughs> so you're young. So if they don't give you the raise, that it's not a negative. It's a positive. They told you that you don't. They don't value you the way that you feel you should be valued. And you, if you're that good, and it sounds like you're good, go to the next place. Somewhere else will pay you that, but then let them pay you that. Because here's the thing: at the end of the day, at the end of the day. You should work hard for whoever you work for, but they're just an employer. They're going to replace you when something happens to you. Yep. They're going to move on. They're going to move on. They're going to send a, 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 a flower and, and, and a card, and they're going to hire somebody else. Do what's best for your family and what's best for you, and let all that other stuff. Do not be overly loyal to an employer. Be loyal and work hard and give them an honest day's work, all that. I'm not saying that. But don't don't assume that you're more valuable to them than you – let them prove the value to you. In athletics, it's a, I think athletics is different, obviously different than the business world doing both. I think in, in athletics, I was to a fault, to a fault, and I know, but, you know, I, rather, I can sleep at night. But to a fault, I was very loyal to the people that I worked mm-hmm. for. Yeah. And that's the athletics thing. Yeah. Because they're in the same boat that, that I am, right? Um, business world is completely different, especially if you're in a big corporation. Um, be loyal. I, I don't know if the loyalty, you know, my business is a little bit different because a lot of the people that work for me have, like I'm extremely loyal to them because I've been with them a long time. Mm-hmm. They were been, they've been through the fire with me. So, but um, if that makes sense, I think when you're a big corporation, I think some of it gets lost in 
in translation, depending on the job. If you're just, you know, if it's a big corporation or whatever, $50 million is not a small corporation or not a small business, even though it's, it's a pretty big business. Last thing, Austin Blancett, Super Chat. Thank you, sir. He says the last show before Christmas this year should be an hour-long show, and it should be nothing but the advice, but life advice, and have people call in and everything. Yeah, we can do that. We'll do a, we'll do a, we'll do a show. Nothing but that. We'll, I'll pledge to that. We'll open up the phone lines. Oh boy, never know. Got the pictures have to be sent ahead of time. <laughs> if, if photos, we got to be prepared. Yeah. If yeah. you're if you're sending relationship advice, just for since this is a male show, it needs to be pictures have to be included. A uh, reminder, everybody, everybody, to send in uh, your questions. If you got life advice questions on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, what's it? Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Send in your life advice. Also, you can send it to a direct message or however you, you yeah, feel. There's ways those. to get it to us. So just shoot those to us. And uh, that's all I got today, boss. Me too. We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And just to remind everybody in the Cooper Chevrolet chat that it's Black Friday every day in November at Cooper Chevrolet Buick and Aniston. Cooper just received a huge truckload of brand new Chevy Tahoe's Silverado pickups in every single trim. With over 200 new Chevys, Buicks, and quality pre-owned, many with an extended warranty backed by Car Bravo, Cooper is sure to have the right vehicle at the right price. Check out East Alabama's best selection at CooperChevrolet.com. We will be back on Thursday. We'll make our picks for the week and uh, wrap up week 12 here at uh, McCready and Siski Power by Rain Total Body Fuel. So for Tyler, I'm Neil. Until Thursday, take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.